welcome to the first episode of The Podcast in the Woods. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. We are a married couple from Ohio, which, uh, you know, obviously we like the movie The Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> but uh, let's just say we live in rural Ohio, so... So there's mo- woods all around us. <laughs> <laughs> this name is very fitting. We may as well be stuck in a cabin in the woods. We... Uh, <laughs> We are, like I said, a married couple that lives in Ohio that enjoys movies. We're going to do this podcast each week and talk about two movies each time. Uh, Normally, we will each choose one. Uh, this first week, you know, since it's the the, the maiden voyage, the the inaugural episode, we will uh, we'll, we'll go with a couple of uh, movies that we've just watched recently due to being shut in the house <laughs> due to the coronavirus. <clears throat> yes, if you uh, if if you're anything like us, you're getting a little stir crazy. And we have nobody else to share our opinions with about movies, <laughs> so you're welcome, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we'll be doing two movies. Uh, the first one we'll talk about today will be the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I believe it was a 2004 movie. Directed by Zack Snyder, written by James Gunn off of a George Romero script. Yes. A remake of the 70s George Romero original. Not exactly, like, directly connected to it. Not, you know, no no same characters, no same everything. It's just the generic idea of people trying to outlive a zombie pandemic in a, in a mall. And it is the beloved James Gunn from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. That's right. That's the right movies, right? Yes, it okay. is. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Those are the movies that everybody decided he was awesome, but this movie and Slither... Uh, a movie. That's probably another movie we should do on this podcast. Oh, we could definitely do that. <laughs> you might like it. Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, I like those names. Those good names. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then after that, we will talk about a big budget movie... <laughs> that uh, that released a while back and just hit HBO, and we finally just <laughs> took the uh, t- took the plunge and watched it. The Dark Phoenix. There's a number of movies out there there that we want to watch, but we go to great lengths not to spend money on watching them. <laughs> and Dark Phoenix is one of them for sure. <laughs> Although you did buy, you you did buy Dark Phoenix for your brother as a birthday present. So. Yeah, and I will say that I did. In oh, we went, we're not talking about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I did consider buying it for us, but I did. <laughs> and it's fine because it went on HBO. And, and, you know, I don't know that I'll want to watch it again. But, spoilers. <clears throat> okay, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> okay, also, just a disclaimer. These are just our opinions. And they're not a critique on anybody who likes the, the no. movies. Just everything you love and hold dear. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's just our opinions on the movies, and we're just we're we're not qualified, I guess. Eh, we've written movie reviews for our newspaper. I guess so, we, but we're not qualified. We're, yeah, we 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 don't get uh, you know, we we're journalists. Yes, we both work at a small. We currently are journalists. <laughs> Is a good way of putting as it. As long as journalism has money to survive in this pandemic, because like everything else. <laughs> somebody said you told me that somebody said that they worked at a small newspaper or whatever and they it, they were already on borrowed time and that's a good way of putting it mm. we are currently already on borrowed time <laughs> so yes while everyone is afraid of a virus that kills people and spreads like wildfire and we sit in the house afraid for our jobs we're a going... lot of people sit in their houses afraid for their jobs <laughs> <laughs> we, we we will uh we will try to Ease the burden by joking around about movies. Yes, the majority of these comments are just jokes about the movies. Yeah, you definitely do not have to share our opinions, uh, but... (laughs) They have done things that we cannot do, which is make movies. Anyway, should we jump into the first movie? We, we well, a fair warning. Also, we do own two dogs who are oh, yeah. quarantined with us, and uh, one of them is a nice, quiet little schnauzer, but Who's... he's blind and might bump into the table yeah. where our microphone is set up. And the other is a big white husky who 
likes to be part of conversations. He has a lot of opinions of his own, <laughs> and sometimes he feels the need to share them. So he might be a part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's uh, you know. Since we're since we're in this quarantine with a pandemic raging outside, I felt it necessary to watch Dawn of the Dead, yeah. <laughs> just for a little catharsism. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. <laughs> uh, just you know, a lot of things about this remind me of bits of that movie, like uh, you know how going to the grocery store feels just as dangerous, maybe. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I feel like for you, this wasn't more about catharsism. It was more about preparation. <laughs> I feel like you were preparing yourself for the worst. <laughs> uh, just with less guns. <laughs> <laughs> we have zero. <laughs> because of me, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily just because of you. We do have a lot of swords, though. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are nerds. We are married because of a shared love of um, Marvel movies. Did uh, we forget? Was... Did we even mention that we we're married? I've, I've mentioned it a few times. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, I may mention that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yes we 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 grew to be friends because of a shared love of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and just you know discussing those movies and you know from there we grew a, a friendship more and more the Friday the 13th movies may have played a role in there as well, but, you know... We that, those look. are the first movies that, like, right before we got together, I was binge-watching the the, what, the Friday the 13th movies uh-huh. because I wanted to talk to Josh, <laughs> and I wanted to make conversation, and they were okay. <laughs> we, we may or may not get to a few of those later. Oh, we should! <laughs> Speaking of swords, though, all of the swords in the house are shoved into my closet because your family was staying with us and they had a small child. (laughs) And I was insistent upon hiding all of the swords. (laughs) So they're in my closet right now. Probably not a bad idea since, you know, she gets into stuff. Oh, no, she was a very good child. I thought she was a good child. Hmm. Anyway, so (laughs) Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, not, you know, I'm a lifelong horror movie fan. I love the original Dawn of the Dead. I love the just all of George Romero's zombie movies. And so, you know, I also hate remakes a lot. <laughs> I am not a fan of retelling stories that have already been told, especially with Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, things like that. But the way they did this remake, I felt like kind of excused them from that because they didn't try to redo anything. They just slapped the name on it for recognition <laughs> and you know threw a bunch of people in the mall and said, here we go, it's a zombie movie. Huh, yeah. I've never seen the original. Um, I've only seen the, the off-brand movie, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very different kind of zombie movie. <laughs> true, true. Yes, this one is definitely the traditional, you know, well, not traditional because the zombies are fast, which kind of grates on my nerves also as a They're not super fast. horror traditionalist. They're a lot stronger than I would expect zombies to be. Well, I, dead things don't move fast or at well, all. They, they shouldn't move at all. Yes. <laughs> if anything, like they would shamble because they're falling apart. So these are more of like an infected disease type thing and then zombies, although they're by do kill people and bring them back to life so you know it's semantics (laughs) call it what you will but give them a synopsis one one thing i the just the general synopsis of the whole movie yeah well yeah (laughs) i guess you've already given them a synopsis it's a zombie movie and they go to a mall to survive yep i mean that's the entire plot <laughs> and at some point they try to leave at the and mall maybe they shouldn't <laughs> maybe they should have just stayed quarantined 
Anyway, where where do you want to start? Well, I I feel like this was one of the first times in zombie movies where you really get to see the outbreak happening from the beginning. True. And I really enjoyed that part of the movie a lot, even if it is just, you know, the first ten minutes. And then it starts off with um, Anna. Do you want to talk about Anna? We, we see the main character of the movie, Anna. She works in a hospital. You know, it's a, there's little whispers here and there about some type of infection and people getting bitten. And, you know, it, little hints that something is going on in the background. But they just all fly over her head. Uh, when do I jump in with my rant about Anna? <laughs> here, here in a minute. Okay, once, you keep talking. I will jump into my rant about her decision making. <laughs> <laughs> she she leaves her job, heads home to her husband, uh, talks to a little neighbor girl on the street, and the whole time, you know, the whole drive home, she ignores the news on the radio. <laughs> she gets home, chats with her husband a little bit. They ignore the news once they're there, and you know, they they get in the shower pass out and then the next day everything is crazy so pay attention to the news people well i can forgive a lot of people for not not listening to the news on the radio because i don't listen to the radio anymore (laughs) (laughs) although i guess i have like constant information overload from twitter (laughs) that is true yeah if she if she would have been checking her twitter feed all day maybe she get a twitter account But yeah, and uh, this this would be where her decision making is a little suspect because that little neighbor girl the next morning is infected and is in their house. You guys, she just is randomly in the house. I don't trust. Okay, even though she's a child, I don't trust anybody who just randomly shows up inside of my house (laughs) like in the morning or ever. Did they lock the doors at night? They should. I mean, yeah, they 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 live in this like idyllic little suburban area but lock your doors yep same (laughs) (laughs) but this little girl she's in the house her husband wakes up first and goes to see what's up because the little girl's obviously (laughs) not well and uh you know you can't really fault anna for that um she she basically like i have other faults for her (laughs) she she opens her eyes first thing in the morning and sees a child ripping her husband's neck open with her mouth (laughs) So, um, if you if if you're looking for movies to watch, but you don't like people eating other people, <laughs> this is not the movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie is very bloody, and right from the beginning too, it, it does not waste time. True, true. But yeah, if, is yeah. this where I should jump in with a critique? Oh, yeah. Okay, let me tell you about. Anna and her husband. Okay, so her husband dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> He's not in the movie for very long, so it's not that big of a tragedy for you. Anyway, um, so her husband dies and then comes back to life as a zombie. She doesn't know what zombies are yet, so she's like, is this cool? Is this not cool? <laughs> but he then he starts, like, attacking her and just making a mess of the house. And she locks herself in the bathroom to escape him. And that's where I my first big critique about her comes. Is she pauses to see if, like, because he quiets down a little bit. So she pauses her escape plan to see what he is going on with him. Her escape plan that uh, doesn't involve unlocking the window before trying to force it open. Yeah, she's trying to... You see her struggling with the window and it's just... It's locked. Like, just unlock it. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's, she pauses and she... Oh, wait. That's our, that's our dog. Do you have an opinion, Ghost, about Anna yet? You can keep going, and I will try to keep him calm. (laughs) He's fine. He's so good. Anyway, so she pauses, and my thing is, I like we. Another thing we are doing right now is we are also binge watching The Office, and I like to think. I like to compare Anna to Pam Beasley from The Office who is a receptionist slash feature salesperson on The Office. And there's this, in like, in the beginning of the series, like, the big, like, plot overthrow thing is the love story between her and Jim, another salesman, and Roy Anderson, who is she is occasionally engaged to. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so at one point she gets back together with Roy and he has a violent out- outburst. And you know what she does? You know what Pam does? She leaves and she doesn't pause. <laughs> like he's having a violent outburst and she just leaves. She she tells Roy that she kissed Jim when they were still together and he throws a glass against a window a, a, a thing, a wall. <laughs> Let's say a wall. I don't really remember. <laughs> And then she just gets up and leaves. And you know what Anna does? Anna, when her husband is trying to eat her, she's she's she pauses frequently to see what that's all about. <laughs> to see if he's okay. He's not okay. He's attacking you. He's trying to eat you. <laughs> so she pauses there when she's trying to escape. And then she get eventually gets into her car and she's just driving to safety. And she pauses again just to see what's going on. Actually, no, she also pauses in before that again <laughs> to see what's going on when she escapes the house before she gets into the car. She pauses to talk to her neighbor. And then her neighbor, like, points a gun at her. And, and, <laughs> and then she and, finally gets into the car. And eventually just gets run over by an ambulance. And Wait, she gets run over? Oh, wait, no, her neighbor Yeah, the neighbor does. By. Her neighbor gets run over by... Um, but then she pauses to see like a bunch of zombies eating people on a bus and I'm like just drive it's fine you can look at it later <laughs> yeah, every time she tries to just catch her breath like there's just so much chaos going on and like every once in a while she just needs to take a minute and then the world happens again <laughs> and that chaos is not slowing down for anybody I get the whole need to take a breath but if there's people eating other people just don't stop yeah eventually eventually like someone tries to steal her car you know we, we see all this was a jerk too by the way he could have just gotten into the back seat and like <laughs> save me although she she was a jerk earlier because someone asked her for help and she just kept going. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is a situation where you can't really stop to help other people because you just don't know who's a zombie and who's not. Like this. But this dude straight up, this there was a random, when she was driving and she stopped for like the third time or whatever <laughs> <laughs> to see what was going on, this dude tried to like steal her car by like ripping her out of the car seat or whatever and... <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I mean, it's everyone for themselves at this point, and we're going to see like all the different kinds of terrible people you can have in a zombie apocalypse. Well, maybe not all. They yeah, didn't hit on point. everything in this movie, but they did a lot. <laughs> We've got the moron who tries to hide a bite from the rest of the group. Granted, it's not on himself; it's on his pregnant wife. Oh yeah. So, uh, so after the third time where she pauses and she gets to, um, um. Her her car almost gets stolen. She drives and crashes the car in the woods. Um, so she wasted her entire car. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she's found by a cop who's played by, by Ving Rhames, who is awesome. And then they meet three other survivors and they decide they're going to the mall. And so everybody huddles into the mall and just, you know, the mall begins to collect survivors. <laughs> right. And they they start to form like a little zombie survival community inside the mall, which is a good place to ride out. Uh, you've got your supplies everywhere. I mean, if the if the restaurants are stocked up, which in this scenario, I guess they are. Mm. I the, mean, in this day and age, there's not a lot of malls that might be completely stocked up. Mm. There, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of little side stories to go through, but uh, we we don't really need to hit everything. We do need to hit this one side story though. Uh, it's not really a side story. It's it's this when they first get to the mall, there's a group. They are a part of a group of five, and they encounter a group of security guards at the mall, and then the security <laughs> guards don't want them there, and I don't. I guess I don't... Uh, maybe I kind of understand, because they don't want them eating their supplies. Well, yeah, it's just these three douchebags. At one point, like, uh, you know, once they settle on the fact that, yes, they're going to stay in the mall, also, they're going to be allowed to stay also, the security guards lock them in a store because they, quote, don't want them going around and stealing shit. Which because I don't that get. matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs> If the the world as they know it is done. Like I don't. I just. I didn't quite get why they were being so hard on these new people. Well, I mean, you know, maybe they wanted those supplies for themselves, but they have stealing things at that point. It, it yeah. just doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you're not <laughs> like you basically all you have to do now is survive and find a way to do it. I guess I just hadn't quite accepted the fact that their their life as they knew it was over. Mm-hmm. Like the world was over and maybe they that's why. But I just didn't get why they held those other people captive. Well, and eventually, you know, the the, the our, our main party turns the tables on the security guards, locks the two worst of them up. And although, you know, CJ, he he gets better. <laughs> Is <laughs> he, that the main douchebag? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he takes the time in while they're locked up to reflect and grow as a person <laughs> and becomes one of the better characters in the movie by the end. But... Ish. They, I'm going to throw ish yeah. in there. <laughs> But but yeah, they He's fine. They they turn the tables. They take over the mall. They rescue some more survivors. <laughs> right. There's like another group of survivors who come in a box truck of some sort. They back into the mall. Yeah, yeah, CJ, his he his whole thing was he didn't want to let the wrong people in. Be- well, yeah, which would be like people who were infected, like the lady in the wheelbarrow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who was very it. clearly infected and going to die. They handle it okay. There after the power dynamic shift, and then like the the group with Anna and the cop, and then the other three people when they're in charge. <clears throat> They they allow these new people to come into the mall, who had just recently escaped from another um, place that they believe to be a safe spot, um, and then they bring news that most of the safe spots are kind of done for. <laughs> Which you know throws Ving Rhames' cop character for a loop because he his whole goal was to go find his brother right. at a, at a at a fort nearby, and they came from there and they're like, no, everyone there is dead. Yeah. And so Ving Rhames eventually befriends the the man on the roof of the ammo store across the street. <laughs> they basically he becomes kind of his like pseudo brother as they uh, they share messages on white washboards. Yeah, <laughs> I like how one person said that he might as well be on the moon though, because even though he's across the street, there's a sea of zombies outside that are just waiting for somebody to step outside so they can eat them. Which these zombies clearly aren't smart. Well, I mean, they're zombies, but like there were so many more zombies, and there were people to eat. But they're all waiting for these. Like, <laughs> they want to get pe- their. They want to get their scraps. Yeah, the propor- the proportions would not have been equal <laughs> among the meals. <laughs> so where are we at? Oh, we we're at the second group of people who come to the mall for safety, and the security guards have been overthrown. <laughs> Yeah, and eventually, you know, everything, you see a montage of them just kind of going a little stir-crazy, being stuck inside. Well, life is not bad for them, and they don't realize that. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, though, the power goes out while... The one pregnant woman who was bitten is giving birth, and she's full-blown zombie at this point and tied to a bed, and the her husband has just lost his mind. (laughs) (laughs) He his one goal is to have have her have this baby, and everything goes wrong. Uh, Somebody witnesses the birth going on, like one of the old ladies from that second group, and they have a shootout. Both of them end up dead. The, 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 the wife like, ends up dead. The only one is, that's still alive is the baby, which is a zombie baby. Yeah, of that shootout, there's uh, the zombie baby mama's dead. The boyfriend baby daddy. I don't. Are they married? I don't know. The boyfriend <laughs> baby daddy is dead. The old lady who went to check on them is dead. And then all that's left is alive is the baby. And did you spo- did you say? Yep, it is a zombie baby. It is a zombie baby. So they have to kill it too. And now everybody in the place is sad. I I want to interject though that I have the very unpopular opinion that they should have kept the zombie baby alive as a pet just to see <laughs> what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that they could have trained it to be better than just. You a... don't know. It's they're they're pretty dumb. Like I said earlier. Or maybe it wouldn't have even aged. Maybe it would have just decomposed. Maybe he would have held the secret to eternal life, and they killed him. <laughs> it would have been easy to control a baby zombie instead of like a human zombie. Well, and this is to the part where 
I get what they were trying to say, but I just don't buy it. They're everybody's really bummed, and they're like, they they feel like being trapped in the mall and waiting to die is a fate worse than death. Oh, I have thoughts about this too. Uh, yeah. Um, being alive is even in this situation, I would argue, is not worse than being dead. They just had a really bad day, and they let it get to them. And they should have just, like, taken a beat and waited a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they concoct this, like, crazy idea to uh, to get one of the one of the new douchebags Steve <laughs> he's got a boat they want to go to an island that maybe or maybe not like doesn't have that many people on it yeah I, Steve I, is the guy who plays the dad on Modern Family and if you've ever seen Modern Family I would recommend not watching Dawn of the Dead <laughs> because it will ruin the dad from Modern Family because he's just the sweetest person yep, on Modern Family he's a likable dope on that show on this show he is a uh Superficial. Human garbage bag. He's human garbage. <laughs> Superficial, selfish prick. He's garbage. <laughs> anyway, where are we at in this? Oh, well, my, I want to interject my thoughts, though, about more thoughts about why they should not have left the mall. Because <laughs> obviously, one, um, they, they're, it's just not a good idea to leave because they have supplies. They have, they know what the situation, they, they're, like secure they know the situation and then also they don't they they really haven't been there that long maybe a few months at most Mm -hmm. um what if they had just waited out the winter and seen what the winter had done we don't i guess i don't really know where in the united states this mall is uh milwaukee see doesn't milwaukee have a winter oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) they should have just seen what the winter did to the zombies. Maybe it would have slowed the zombies down and then they could have escaped after that to see. And if this island supposedly exists where it's untouched by zombies, it would still be untouched by zombies at that point. <laughs> at this point, it, but I feel like them, the zombies being frozen to death possibly would have helped their situation. Well, just a bit. But they're impatient, they had a really bad day, and they just let it get to them. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where they decide, you know, they, they need to go pick up the the gun store owner, Andy, and uh, get supplies from him as well. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> which means crossing the street. Yeah. And it goes so horribly. I can't believe that they still decide to leave the mall. <laughs> like, going across the street is just rough enough. Why would they try to go all the way across town to the marina? Well, and I, you know, this scene is like the reason why I wanted to watch the movie because, you know, having in the earlier part of the quarantine, like gone out to the grocery store with Sam, (laughs) (laughs) I felt very much like this, (laughs) like you're going into this alien world where everything just wants you dead. Like the danger. Well, in our situation, the danger could possibly be anywhere. (laughs) We have no idea. Well, the the problem, I, I I kind of disagree because like. In the Dawn of the Dead movie, you can clearly see what the threat is. I think the problem is right now is we have a lot of anxiety about the coronavirus, but we just we can't see it. We it's hard to see who might be a carrier, and so that causes a lot of anxiety. Like anything at all possibly could be a threat, but you just can't see it. And even if you do contract it, it's two weeks before you find yeah. out. So <laughs> it's uh, two weeks before you may or may not have symptoms. Like, and only the sickest of the sick in Ohio are really getting tested. Like, there's yep. just not enough to go around. So yeah, I mean, like it's just this like. just anxiety all of the time over the smallest of things yeah like the outside world is contaminated (laughs) (laughs) and and it just reminded me of this where when they leave the mall the outside world is just danger (laughs) nothing but danger true yeah but they do you know Andy's dead. <laughs> Andy. Yeah, they get across the street after. So at one point they try to feed Andy by sending over food via a dog, which if you think that's a dumb idea, let me tell you, you're right. It's a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah, they, you know they 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 bring up that the zombies aren't interested in the dogs which, or why? animals. Why are they not? 
in, interested I, in animals. <laughs> they're stupid. How do, can the, they tell the difference? They, they, they're not interested in that meat. They just want those humans. They're, I don't get it. It's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, they. I, I'm, I'm on board, though, with the not, like, putting a dog in danger, even if it's not in danger. <clears throat> right. And it's just, it's it's dumb. And then they try to get the food across the street to Andy in the who, gun store. Who gets bitten in the process. Immediately. He gets bitten immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did they not see this coming? Um, they should have tried... It's a mall. Have they not created drones in 2004? <laughs> I don't think drones were a big thing in 2004, <sighs> no. If they yeah, did. yeah. They Nowadays, they could definitely just airlift a package over to them. Or like they should have think, thought about maybe the the power lines and created like a zip line of some sort. I don't know. They they go to dog, <laughs> and it's dumb and it fails very fast. <laughs> and then the dog owner, who is in the mall, is like, "Muff, my dog. <laughs> I need to save my dog." Now, uh, and they... so she drives the box truck over the across the street. Why didn't they just drive the box if they were gonna waste the box truck? Like she did. They should have just done that in the first place. The most useless character in the movie. Well, not... She, she yeah. She's, I, she's, she, not, she's been through a lot. She loses her dad in a dramatic scene earlier in the movie. She, she's lost everything. She's, she's not like a zero-sum character. Desperately attached well, to this dog. I guess she is a zero-sum oh, character. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's not a negative character. Yeah, Steve, like, Steve goes negative. Steve, the crappy dad from Modern Family, is just is negative points. Yeah, Nicole is just a problem. She just she just doesn't add anything to the group and like causes this problem by going after Lo- her dog, which I get. I would do it. I would be the worst. I would go after my dog. <laughs> but because on, why would I let somebody use my dog in the first place? They, they lose a lot of people on the way back too. Yeah, and, and Steve true. is all Steve had to do was hold the door open for them when they got back. Yeah, and nope. He's not there. He can't even do that small part. Yeah, so they go back. They Andy's a zombie. They retrieve the dog owner and the dog, and they come back to the mall. And Steve was supposed to hold... He was supposed to hold door open. Yeah. Mm. That's all he had to do, and then he yeah, couldn't Yeah, one even, job, man. He couldn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just is And, and because worst. of this, the mall gets overrun by zombies, which forces their hand they have to take their like Mad Max reinforced trucks parking yeah. shuttle things out a couple days before they were planning so and you know at this point it's just the, the a race through the city of zombies to the boat and you know they get there they lose even more people Thank goodness they lose Steve. They should have just executed him <laughs> earlier anyway. <laughs> just for being... You have been <laughs> voted off the mall. <laughs> but, you know, in the end, it's just four people that make it to the boat. It's Anna and Ving Rames and the useless Nicole girl and her dopey security guard boyfriend. Does the dog make it? Oh, the dog makes it, too. He's someone I care about the most. Oh, that's right, because when they make it, they get on the boat, they take the boat to a random island. Yep, and then, and, uh, po- we get a Marvel, an MCU post-credits type scene. Yeah. <laughs> where, guess what? The, the island is... Overrun by zombies. And they're toast. And they're dead. <laughs> if they just stayed in quarantine in the mall for a little while longer... They could have made it. Yep. The lesson of this movie is you break quarantine, you die. <laughs> Just like ration what you have when you're in quarantine and you're surrounded by zombies in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get, don't like follow your irrational feelings to try and escape. No, oh, but yeah, I, I liked a lot of the character work that was done in this movie. A lot of, you know, the... The, the shitty ones are shitty. The the good the good ones are good. You've got some of them that go through a growth arc and they're just all dumb though. Like, <laughs> this is I like would, like any horror movie. Everybody just makes bad decisions. I would like to go back to my original like comparing Anna to Pam Beasley. Pam Beasley would survive a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> and Anna clearly does not. So we should do a zombie apocalypse movie of The Office. <laughs> Oh, man, that would be fun. Who do you think on The Office would survive a zombie apocalypse? Well, Pam. 
Pam. I don't think uh, I don't think Jim would make it because he didn't make it through the quiet place. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he sacri- I feel I can't remember yeah, that movie yeah, that's, that he much. Did. He sacrifices his, himself for his family. Yep. So at some point he would sacrifice himself for Pam Beasley. <laughs> I think Michael Scott. Oh, would he survive? Oh God, no. I feel like Dwight either. I feel like no. I think Dwight would. Oh no, he would not. I like, feel like he would. He, he's so confident that he would be able to make it through. <laughs> he he's that dude that. But he's it, so resourceful. Eh. I feel like. But he he's would, also incredibly dumb. I feel like he, whatever situation he would get into, he would just spin it. He he's that he'd guy. He you know we all know that guy who wants the zombie apocalypse <laughs> to happen, and he. You know, he, he's just like, he's, he's seen every zombie movie. He's got an arsenal of guns. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. He would die the first fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I make the argument that he's so resourceful, he would make it. And then I feel like Michael Scott would just stumble his way into continued existence. <laughs> like, he would leech off of every other character living. You know, that, I, that's, you know that, that's possible. That that'd be bad writing, but also, but but also, or I could see it happening. Or would it be good happening. writing if they can spin it into a believable arc for him to survive to the end? <laughs> and then, obviously, I think other people, Angela, Oscar, I think they would survive. No, maybe not Angela. Oscar would survive. I think mm. Kevin would not. <laughs> no, Stanley would not. <laughs> And just doing his crossword puzzle as he's getting eaten. <laughs> Toby would not. Oh, Toby. <laughs> what other characters are there? Andy. Is it Dwyer? No, Andy Dwyer's from Parks and Rec. My bad. Andy, <laughs> no, and there's Andy, though, the Ed from, Helms character, yeah. who would not make it. He would just. He would have a anger management problem <laughs> and then get eaten by a zombie. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Dawn of the Dead was a a good cathartic experience for, you know, being locked in our homes. <laughs> All right. And for our second movie, we are talking about Dark Phoenix, the 2019 film about the X-Men characters. And it's in the what uni- the, the universe it's, of the what's the X- it's, X-Men it's, first class universe? Yeah, it, it's just another Sony X-Men movie. But Which, it's you know, it's the the series of redos and not the original X Men movies. Yeah, I think. Well, you know, thanks to Days of Future Past, they did kind of connect the, the series a little bit. Uh, and that's the only one I liked was Days of Future Past. <laughs> I still like First Class the most. I didn't really like it that much. I definitely did not like Apocalypse. I didn't. Oh. Spoiler alert! I I only kind of like Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix has some things going for it. It has good things, but I just feel like they they waste Magneto. I feel like a lot of these movies and the redos of X Men have wasted Magneto. And I, you know, that's why I kind of like First Class the most because you know Michael Fassbender was really good in that movie. True. He's yeah. really good in in Days of Future Past also. And then in Apocalypse and in Dark Phoenix, they try to make him like mostly good, sort of good. He's like working for the good team. Well, in Apocalypse, that movie was just ruined by the bad bad guy, which <laughs> the boring bad. Which, which, you know, we have another bad, bad guy here, too, in Dark Phoenix. Do we, though? Uh, uh, just bad as in, like, shoddy quality. <laughs> That's the worst part of Dark Phoenix, is the bad guy, to me. It was just, you know, Jessica Chastain has nothing to do. The the I don't know what yeah, their point let's was. Let's give a synopsis for... If you haven't seen Dark Phoenix, it's... Um, so we're following X-Men, and then it's the X-Men group, and it starts off with they go to space for some reason. Um, <laughs> they, they've got to save a space shuttle, and Jean Grey absorbs some big, like, energy thing out of nowhere. Yeah, they're saving astronauts, and then, like, she, uh, like you said, absorbs something in space that is glowing and destroying the astronaut spaceship. They are on a different spaceship, but this original spaceship is getting destroyed by the thing <laughs> that goes into Jean Grey's body. <laughs> yeah, this, this is based on, like, one of the 
the really famous like uh, comic book storylines from back in the day. And after watching this movie, I question how this storyline became so famous and popular. Uh, I guess like I haven't read the comic book series about the Phoenix. Having to do with Jean Grey. Yeah, this was in the in the third X Men movie where they already did this story <laughs> called The Last Stand, and it was in two thousand six. They are shout out. They already did the story. Um, it was it wasn't she didn't absorb something. She already had it in her, and it was this dissociative identity, just like identity in her, like it was already a part of her. But in Dark Phoenix, um, it's something in space that she absorbs. And in both movies, uh, Dr. X, Xavier, he, like, warps Jean Grey's mind. Or at least we find out that he has been messing with her mind to (laughs) suppress things about her past or her identity. And it's causing issues. (laughs) I mean, you know. It's not helping the situation. She she killed her mother. (laughs) And, you know, it... Okay, and, and this one... I guess I can't remember in the original one, but in Dark Phoenix, it's not her fault that her mom died. Uh, she she causes a car accident because she doesn't really comprehend that she has these powers. It's not her fault yeah. that her mom died. Like, she causes an accident in which her mom dies. Mm. And I guess it's... And, and Charles hides this fact from her her entire life. And of course, it comes out during the events of this movie. And of course, she feels that this is the best time for her to confront her father who abandoned her. (laughs) Maybe she should have waited. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, this leads to her killing one of her friends. Right. So just as a quick synopsis, she absorbs the thing from space. And then after that, I'm not quite sure what happens the story's kind of slow. <laughs> but we fast forward to her, um, like, her new powers help her realize that there's some things in her brain that have been suppressed, including who her father is and the fact that he himself is still alive. Because she thought that he had died in that car accident, too. At least I, that was my assumption. Is mm. She believed that her father had also died when actually her father had survived, but had abandoned her. <laughs> yeah, literally just gives her to Professor Xavier. Like, I don't know how to deal with this. Granted, you know, Professor Xavier does. He's, okay, he's doing is, the right the thing, thing here. The thing is, though... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, is he doesn't have to... Yes, he can send his daughter to Dr. X's school, but he could, like, visit her. <laughs> yeah, there's that. He could welcome her home for holidays. <laughs> he could send her letters. <laughs> he doesn't have to pretend to be dead. Yeah, and, you know, I obviously he blames her for, you know, the death of his wife, which, not going to lie, I probably, I'd have a hard time with it's that also. Fault. She's a ch- She didn't know what was going on. Like, she caused an accident. Lots of people cause accidents and people die. And <laughs> well, uh, he he couldn't deal with his grief. He he he, he felt was, like he had to run away from it all and just like remove himself from it. Yeah, and so in the midst of her getting these new powers that she absorbed from space, <laughs> um, she figures out her do- her father is still alive, and she goes and confronts him, and that's a very emotional experience for her because her father is alive. <laughs> and so then, like, the other X-Men come to retrieve her and get her because they want to help her, but she's got a lot of emotions. She's got a lot of stronger powers that she didn't have before, and they could- when the X-Men confront her, she accidentally kills Mystique. Mm. Which, you know, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence needed a, an out from the yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. She, she'd got a little too big for this at that point, so. <laughs> she probably didn't want to be in those skin-tight she, blue suits anymore. She, she was definitely phoning her performance in, in this, <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. Like, Granted, she wasn't given much material to work with in this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they, they wanted to help her on the way out. Uh which, why, why would they need to give her an out? Do we really think there's going to be another movie after this? <laughs> that well, is just my personal opinion, but... <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, they should just go back to the MCU where they belong in the first place. Yes, they should go back to the MCU. <laughs> because they have writers that do the job. Well, it's like, I, 
I feel like this could have been a good movie if they had just reworked it a bit. Because here, like, at some point during this movie, the plots flip. And all of a sudden, we just forget about her dealing with the trauma of her father and her past. And then all of a sudden, it's about these aliens from space who want Jean Grey to help... And I don't even know what their yeah, end game is. I can't uh, remember. Their 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 motivations are so poorly written. It's, their their characters it's are very just clear. It's, I mean, even if it wasn't unclear to start with, it was uninteresting. Also, I didn't mm. want to find out. Could, I didn't I think care what they wanted. It could have been interesting if they had done it better. Uh, Jessica Chastain's character was one of these mysterious aliens from space who either in, inhabit humans' bodies, or they can mimic human bodies, kind of like scrolls, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not scrolls for some reason. Um, yeah, Fox couldn't get the money for the rights to those, evidently, <laughs> just like the MCU can't get the rights to the X-Men from Sony. Uh, but these mysterious aliens, I don't even remember if they had a name. I, I don't remember hearing it. I just. But for some reason, they want... Jean Grey, or they at least want her powers, because um, I don't know if it's like if they're alluding to the powers as, are being as an affinity stone, because they say that the powers in her were from a power that created the universe and destroyed their home world, and for some reason they sought Jean Grey out, and now they're inside of her, and for some reason Jean Grey is able to survive holding this power. Hmm. But, like, if, you know, they're a part of the Marvel Universe, so shouldn't they, that power be an Infinity Stone if it's what created the universe? Eh, a, a lot of writers throughout the years have come up with their own, like, creating the universe <laughs> things, so... and so There's just a list, like, where did the ranking you, you, does this then, fall? Then we're digging into the comic book canon, which is just a, you know, that, that that's a swear word at this point. <laughs> like, I guess I should think of this as its own standalone, but they don't really go into much depth about what this power is that's inside of Jean Grey. They don't talk about what their home planet is at all beyond saying that this power destroyed it. And they don't talk about their end game, yeah, which I, I assume is to create the, other worlds. The, they're basically going to take over the Earth and turn it into their new home world and get rid of all the people, which, blah. It's... It's, 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 mm. Yeah, um. <laughs> they should have put more thought into it. You know, we, we take a famous comic book series like, say, the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you, you see what the MCU did with that. Yeah, they, they don't do exactly the same thing in the movie Infinity War. But, I mean, the first... I, they, they do such a good job with Thanos's motivation and just yeah. him as a character like you buy what he's doing like you, you know that he wants what he wants uh, it's he's really complex and like the performance is great and then you get this villain <laughs> in this movie I don't even know what Jessica Chastain's villain's name is <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, we don't really quite get what she wants or what her motivation is like, does she want revenge on this power because it destroyed their home world, or does she want to use it? Does she miss the home world? Does she not miss the home world? <laughs> does she just want to be the power? And then, like, does she want to be a god and create new worlds? I it, mean... It, it, it's all just kind of irrelevant because it's kind of uninteresting. And well, I think that would have made it more interesting to know it, all of the things it, it, or make that the main plot instead of like, because the movie started out with the main plot being Jean Grey's like emotional trauma and then all of a sudden we forget all of that because there's this villain that we have to deal with, but we don't know anything about the villain or their motives, but we just know that they're the big bad. And then I feel like in between all of that, like, we lose... Like, Magneto is kind of my, one of my favorite characters in all of these movies. And he's just wasted because his motivations change constantly. Um, yeah. Does he want to kill Jean Grey yeah, he for wants killing to, Mystique? He, he, he wants to he... save Jean Grey, then he wants to kill her because of the Mystique thing, then he wants to save her again, and, like, you know... And he's just the coolest character and gets wasted because... And, like, I feel like the parts that were coolest involved Magneto. I mean, like, the the best part... There are some really good action sequences at yeah. the end of this movie. And it's just a tragedy that they were... 
set up by such crappy writing and just poorly thought out plot. The action in this movie is like my favorite parts. Like those are really cool parts. Yeah, there is some really there is some really creative just you know, the set pieces are just fun to watch. Nightcrawler uh, is oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's always been one of the X-Men highlight characters, yeah. and he's really cool in this. And, I mean, you know, like, Magneto does some awesome stuff. Jean Grey does some butt-kicking. Like, the action is... There's, there's not much to say other than it's really entertaining to watch. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> those are my favorite parts and I feel like it's wasted because we just don't the the plots just don't I don't know it, maybe the plots are an excuse for the action <laughs> is the best way I can think to put it right now yeah I but mean it, it's just really uh, discordant like they I know. forget where we left off in explaining the plots because after Mystique dies then know. the big bat it, it's, yeah I mean that you didn't really leave off anywhere because there was nowhere to it's, it's conti- there was no there was no path to follow <laughs> it's just because after she kills mystique then she tries to go to magneto's like land of yeah people? they're his little like brotherhood area yeah but they're not like a terrorist organization here they're just yeah, they're, like they're, they're just they're, they're just mutants trying to live their lives and the government's just leaving them alone and then Jean Grey shows up and the government's like oh no we gotta get her yeah we need this one mutant <laughs> <laughs> And then he tries to protect Jean Grey, but then Jean Grey but then he kills finds, people. <laughs> and he finds out what she had done, which yeah. pisses him off, and now she wa- he wants and, to kill her, too. Yeah, and then the X-Men come back because they're trying to find Jean Grey, too, in order to, like, protect her or save her. She doesn't need it, though, because she absorbed power <laughs> from space. <laughs> we find that out in the end that she could have just handled these bad dudes in the beginning. <laughs> like, I mean, she didn't really need all of these groups of people trying to protect her. Um, she was fine. She would have done fine. <laughs> she would have taken on the aliens herself. And because basically in the end, when Magneto is on the side of the X-Men, they're trying to protect her from the aliens that want her. And then she ends up protecting them <laughs> from the aliens that want her. And then she flies into space. <laughs> and goes lives in space. Yeah, th- this movie would have been served by... I-, I don't know if it was... Maybe... I think they should have developed... They should have figured out what the main plot should be. And they should have developed the villain more. Well, I mean, like, there are rumors that... You know, because Captain Marvel is coming out right at roughly the same time, and they they told some kind of similar stories. Yeah, but the the thing with Captain Marvel, and like I get that Dark <laughs> Phoenix is it's kind just of, it was better. <laughs> yeah, Dark Phoenix is kind of off-brand Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel had this whole arc about like yes, she does absorb an Infinity Stone, and I've been making fun of Jean Grey <laughs> absorbing something from space. Which, but I mean, the thing let's... with Captain Marvel is, is it ends with her being like, I need to use all of my powers and stop fighting my powers. It, it, it has a clear arc in the movie. The plot, it, just everything and... in Captain Marvel is perfectly conceived from beginning to end. Like, and yeah, Captain, they use and... the annoying trope of flashbacks, but I, it's just so well done. And then Captain Marvel's motives are clear. She's got a good moral ground. Jean Grey's moral ground is nothing. <laughs> it's She killed Mystique, and she does feel bad about that, but she's also fighting that, and she's kind of justifying it at times. Like, it seems... It's very confusing, and then at the end, she just flies off into space, and you don't really see what she's doing. Sure, yeah, yeah. her motives are more selfish than Captain Marvel's. Captain Marvel is co- clearly trying to save other people, and then Jean Grey is just... She does want to save her friends, but also, throughout the entire movie, she's been really selfish. <laughs> and so, she, there's just... In my opinion, she's been selfish, but... Yeah, I, I mean, Captain Marvel is just... You could tell that 
They had a clear idea of what they wanted to do with the movie, what they wanted to say with the characters, yeah. and they executed. I feel like with Dark Phoenix, they didn't really know all of that, and they didn't know what they wanted from Jean Grey. They just wanted... They just wanted to... Uh, to I feel like they wanted action, and then they wrote around the action mm-hmm. scenes. Well, and you know they they wanted the action scenes were the best. They they, they wanted to tell the the famous story, but instead they just kind of slapped the story's name on it and used a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, in the end, you know, I it's I, a neat movie to watch. I would recommend watching it if you like action and if you like X Men, but don't watch it if you're expecting like, you know, another Captain Marvel esque level of. Yeah, this isn't. This movie would not have been uh, welcome in the MCU. <laughs> Even the worst of the MCU movies, the Thor twos and the Iron Man twos and threes. I don't just... know. This is probably about the same as maybe Thor two. <laughs> <laughs> same sort of level, and I like Thor two, so. But <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if we really. We, I give prob- these movies final grades or anything? Uh, I don't know if we're doing that. Um, you can probably tell what we think of them just by the fact <laughs> that we've been talking about these movies for an hour. An hour. An hour. Yeah, look at that. An hour. <laughs> um, I would recommend watching Dawn of the Dead if you want to be mad at people in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> um it was enjoyable. Watch uh, Dawn of the Dead if you want to um, just lock in the idea that you need to stay in your house and keep to the quarantine. Yeah, this is a very good example of why you should stay home. <laughs> if you're in Ohio right now, we have a stay-at-home order, which is basically a lockdown or a shelter-in-place order. Um, you know, only essential biz- essential businesses and essential workers should be out and about. Or if you're taking care of family, you can be out and about. Or if you have to get supplies. But basically, just stay home. And this is a good good example of why you should stay home. <laughs> yeah. You will survive survive longer. Don't have a brunch party. Don't have a Corona brunch party unless it's over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, we would recommend watching basically any movie. Yeah, like, watch movies. Watch, watch a bad movie and make fun of it. Yeah, what? that's the best part about bad movies. Sometimes bad movies are more fun to watch than good movies. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun just to have something to talk about how bad it is. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I, I I feel like we will end up recommending every movie that we watch. On yeah, this. like, I, I still, the thing about Dark Phoenix is even though the writing was eh. It you, still had parts to like. Yeah, and I love Magneto. I will always love Magneto. I will always love Dr. X, especially if he's played by Pac- Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, let's face it, Patrick Stewart is. <laughs> he Charles wasn't Xavier. in this movie, but. Yeah, James McAvoy <laughs> was the actor in Dark Phoenix. That, that could be why I'm more prejudiced. Like, I like the original X Men movies because that's where Patrick Stewart was, and I love him. Yeah, if you want to watch a good X Men movie, watch Logan. <laughs> <laughs> but really, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I feel like it would be hard to talk about a movie we loved because we'd be like, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Everything about this is amazing. <laughs> this can, movie can do no wrong. <laughs> well, you know, for future episodes, we, we will, because Sam and I have very differing tastes in movies, as you know, I, I'm a big horror movie fan. And I like, um, well, we did bond over comic book movies mainly mm-hmm. and other nerdy movies, but I'm a big rom-com fan, movie <laughs> fan. Um, I also really love romantic movies set in various time periods. <laughs> she loves the period pieces. Yes. I, at, at some point, when it when it hits home release, we'll probably do the Little Women. Oh yeah, that's on demand right now. But I haven't finished reading the novel, which I don't. Oh, I, that was Emma. Em, uh, that, that's wait, a, what was that's, the mo- that's Emma you want to watch? Yeah. Well, what was the movie? I, you I said? mentioned Little Women. Oh. Because I've you know. I've, I have read Little Women. I just had Emma on my mind because <laughs> Jane Austen is the best. She she just wasn't paying attention to. Her. I wasn't because I was thinking about Emma. As soon as he said time period, I'm like Emma. <laughs> I will probably make him watch. If there's any other like English majors out there, I will make him watch Persuasion. And we will. I talk, don't know what this means. We'll talk about. <laughs> 
They 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 they'll they'll know. I have no, I have no idea what's in store for me there. there there's a there's a, a a little fall that somebody takes, and it's so cute and adorable, and so dramatic. I mean, we we went to see Little Women in the theaters, and oh, I, I have cried. I I am not. I'd never read the book. I was unfamiliar with the story whatsoever. And I enjoyed the movie. I He wanted to see it more for my sake. <laughs> so he he suggested it more often than I did. I wanted. I was kind of hoping to avoid seeing it in theaters because I knew I would cry. <laughs> I knew I would cry. See, and I did cry. And I was still kind of crying when we went to the restaurant afterwards. So be, be, be the good guy husband. <laughs> the good guy husband. <laughs> there was one time we, we saw the I Feel Pretty movie and one of our co-workers was like why are you going to see that with her <laughs> and you were like because I'm the boyfriend <laughs> it's my job I, I, I did make you see the lighthouse though so okay <laughs> well I thought it was gonna be artsy so, and I guess it was spo- supposed to be artsy so, and so then... sometimes the good guy boyfriend uh, doesn't hold up well it's know. fine I got to see Frozen from that movie <laughs> that movie got me frozen too it was worth it well now we're just babbling at the end of the episode though right guys. okay so, so this podcast has been the first episode of the podcast in the woods <laughs> i'm sam this- i'm josh and we will be back next week with more two movies. more <laughs> undefined movies we haven't decided yet anyway i'm sam and i'm josh and thanks for listening to the first episode of the podcast in the woods we'll see you next week